Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. You can just call me Nate if you want to. And Charlie Chuck Thompson, straight across from me. How's it going today, Chuck? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was great. It's good to be back on a Monday. Good, good. Yeah, I had a I had a fun I had a fun weekend of working on our new website for the trading course, mastermytrades.com. Not released yet. The new website is not, but the old one still kicking, still kicking, doing good. We got a few new people over the weekend, so that's awesome. Got a few new patrons as well at patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. You guys are listening. You're doing what we're asking you to do, which is putting your money where our mouths are and helping out every single day so we can get this message out to the most amount of people possible. We're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. I think what the people really want to know, Nate, is how are those cabinets doing? They're okay. You know, for a while, you you were, that was a real thorn in your side just working on my kitchen you know uh, i actually have to leave early today because i have to complete the kitchen i have to go look at a slab of either granite or quartz i don't know we'll see so i'm gonna go look at that uh with you know with my mask on and everything so i don't get the slab sick and (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and uh my wife and i are gonna meet up go go take a look pick out our nice piece of stone and hopefully be done with the kitchen but we moved on to bigger and better things, which is painting our entire upstairs. So we've been working on that recently too. I bet a lot of other people are doing that during this dur- during this quarantine. Just, just yeah. hey, I wish my house was a different color. Let's work on that. Getting you know, getting so much work done. That's the good. That's the good news. Yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> I actually got up yesterday. Wait, what was yesterday? Sunday, Saturday. I got up as soon as I woke up. I got my laptop out, started working on the new website. And I worked on the new website from about 9 a.m. until probably 11 p.m. And my wife did a great job painting during that whole day. She, yeah. did, she did wonderful. And I just worked on the website. And that's all I did. And she probably made you a sandwich. She made me sandwiches, barbecue mainly, you know, a lot of good barbecue sandwiches. And uh, did everything that your wife is supposed to do yeah. these days. While you're working. While I'm working and bringing <laughs> in the money. She <laughs> she was working we're not misogynists here at the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We want to go ahead and tell you guys that. That is a joke. It's yeah. just a little joke right there. So Your wife does great work. She does. Yeah. She does. She works for a major corporation and does good stuff. Yep. Gives so. us the insider information on the healthcare sector all the time. We know <laughs> along, about the, along with what we do. Yeah. We know about the technicals of the payment systems and all of the reasons that your stuff gets denied all the time. We know about all of that. And she knows about what exactly they get paid for and whether or not they make money on anything. So I had a couple things to talk about to talk to with her this weekend. Talk about with her. Uh, if you follow me right there, we'll be talking about that here in just a second whether or not hospitals are making more money off of COVID patients than they are off of regular regular old sick patients that no one cares about, whether or not they're, they're making more money off of those. So we got a nice fact check article on that slash we've got the good inside information as well. So yeah, a lot of stories. I wanted to round up some of the dumbest tweets of the weekend. You know, we had dumbest, the dumbest bleep of the week on Friday and then <laughs> Bernie Sanders never fails to impress me with his ability to cherry pick and manipulate statistics. And I saw one this weekend 
And I posted saying that he was, you know, we talk about Bernie all the time because he is a master manipulator. And I wanted to run through his tweet and the article that he posted and the study that is behind that article and talk about that. We had a good response from someone saying, you know, maybe he's not really a master manipulator. Maybe he just has an extreme bias and and he sees that confirmation bias and, and picks those things and talks, which is what a lot of people do. You know, you'll see the things that confirm your bias and you'll talk about them. And so maybe he does the same thing. Maybe he's not just this evil person who's crunching numbers trying to see how he can manipulate things. Maybe he he picks out things that can confirm his opinion, his prior beliefs, and that's what happens. Well, that's what most people do. That is what most people yeah. do. You yeah. look for you look for ways you're not wrong. Yeah. You're like, yeah, there's no way I could be wrong. This is how I feel. There's no way I could be wrong about it. So let me go find something to back up how I feel and I'll just present these as facts. Yeah. And you can always cherry pick a, a random date range of statistics and you can make whatever point you want to make. Like if you wanted to say, look at what Trump has done to the stock market since February 13th, it's down 25%. Well, then maybe a conservative could say, well, look, if it weren't for Trump, the market is up like 10% in the last couple of weeks. This is amazing. And then someone could say, well, it's down this much. And then someone could say, well, but if you go back to the time Trump is elected, it's actually, it's, it's still up since he was elected. And you see that all just depends on what date range you want to pick for your statistics. Yeah. And it's like violence in America is, you know, it's, it's, it's the highest has ever been as long as we exclude 2001. Yeah. And you, and you can say, you can say, uh, uh, what, what's something we read on Friday? Oh, that the world hunger was on the rise over the last year or so over the last couple of years. Well, you look at that on a long-term trend, it's definitely down way down, like cut in half kind of down, but you could say last year, well, it, it moved up. It's moved up the last year in a row so far. And it's going to be doubling this year because of what we're doing to the economy. You can literally pick a date range and decide what point you want to make off of that date range. And so we made a joke about how, the second day we were a podcast, we were the fastest growing podcast in America because we went from one listener to two listeners, and I bet no one else doubled their listenership on that day. We might have went from one to ten. Maybe. We, yeah. we increased by 900% in a span of a week. No one else increased their podcast listenership within that week. We grew our audience by 900% right when we started in the first week. So, obviously, that's a cherry-picked date range. Okay, and so we have to be mindful of whether or not people are doing that. But first, Charlie wants to tell people about hitting that button. If you've heard this too many times, hit the skip forward button, you loser. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously the first thing you need to do before we continue on about anything else, because you're not going to hear anything else unless you hit that subscribe button. It's very important. This is pertinent information coming at you live is hitting that subscribe button. Or if you're on Spotify, you can hit that follow button. I believe it's green there, but on Apple, where most of you listen, there's 92% of you who are subscribed that have hit that purple button. And we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, But the other 8% of you guys, you need to hit that purple button as well, that subscribe button, so that the very next episode of Truth, (laughs) the very next episode of Truth can come directly to your phone. There's nothing you have to do about it. And, you know, we... The, the, the whole premise of this thing 
is we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and how you should hate rich people <laughs> because they're obviously the, the cause of all of our problems. Because well, if they have all the money, then how are you going to have yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You know? That's how it works. There's just one <clears throat> There's one thing of money, and people at the top are just taking all of it. Yeah. And so you got to hate them. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything wrong in your life, the thing that will most get you out of that situation is trying to blame it on other people. Yeah. That's what we've learned, is you have to blame it on other people, and then you'll be enough. Everything will be okay after that. All you got to do is make sure that the right person is in control of the government for the rest of your entire life and the rest of your children's lives and your grandchildren's lives. And as long as you make sure the right person is in control of the government, well, then your life is going to be okay. I can't imagine actually living like that, by the way. Yeah. That that's just sounds terrible. It's awful. It, it sounds completely terrible. We're actually going to so, talk about the opposite of that. Yeah. Which it's is the why this is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we got a message from one of the, the uh, Patreon supporters. A new supporter uh, said, thank you for you know being a voice of reason in the crazy times. No, it was actually, it was someone asking about our trading class. And they were saying, hey, I had this much to invest. You know, Do you think a trading class is, is worthwhile? For me and I was like, well, I don't know. You pay this money and I'll tell you in the first video whether or not it's worth it for you. No, it's not what I said. <laughs> I actually said maybe save up a little bit more money and get more comfortable financially. And that way you won't be worried about losing the money while you're right. doing the trading class. So they said, well, by the way, regardless of what you say here, I'm, I'm interested. And also thank you for doing what you do on the podcast. And thank you for being a voice of, of reason in this crazy, crazy time we have going on yeah. right now. So I appreciate that. Do they say thanks, Nate, or thanks, Charlie? They said Nate specifically. They, <laughs> he asked if I had my own podcast. And I said, well, actually, if you're a Patreon supporter, you can go to our homepage and it says get RSS link. And what that does is it opens up our private uh, podcast stream in your podcast app. And that's basically just me talking about things all the time yeah, without can, the rude interruptions from Charlie. You can subscribe to that, too. So subscribe to my podcast. It's got a paywall <laughs> in front of it uh, through patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. God, you're such a greedy capitalist. You're the I'm evil so rich people we're going to be talking about here. I know these soon. terrible, terrible rich people. Should we do a COVID watch first? Tell me what's going on. Yeah, so now, COVID watch. We're over 3 million cases worldwide. 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 3,025,726 cases. The majority of those in the United States. That's right. We're almost a million. Number one in the world, like usual. A million cases. Uh, we added almost uh, a little over 6,500 cases today, and we have 56,009 deaths total. It's mm. about a 5% rate there. I'm sorry, 0.5. A million, a was, million cases, 56,000 deaths. I think it, was, it was actually running around five yeah, on the a, official number. Yeah, so about far. 5%. Yeah. And we've added, um, the good news is we're adding less new deaths. So the curve has been what. What did you say? Did you say new, new deaths? New deaths. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to die in the nude. That's one of my greatest fears, <laughs> actually. I well, mean, I, I realize you're in the nude eventually, but... Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to strip you down anyway. You won't, you won't care. I just... I don't want to be found that way, you know? <laughs> That's actually my only... Well, you're going to be dead, though. How would you know that you're going to be found that way? I don't know how long your consciousness keeps going on. I've seen several movies that suggest <laughs> that it keeps going. Did you read bit. that on the internet? I read it on uh, <laughs> this website we're pulling this next article from. So, yeah, yeah. I did hear that some people, like, you know, commit suicide and shoot themselves in the head or something, that it can lat like, you can, like, be awake. Even that, even You're thinking in, of a chicken. No, even in Tiger King, 
You know, he said that he shot oh, yeah. himself in his eyes like he was surprised. Well, that's one thing and people I, don't understand is that you don't die immediately when you get shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, sorry to be grotesque here. Code Church earmuffs everyone. Yeah. I sh- should have told everyone sooner. But you don't die immediately. It's not just a given that you're gone. And so you really should come up with a better way of doing that if you're going to do that, honestly. I just my he, advice. Because we watched the... They they added an extra episode, and when they said that, wait, what? Yeah, they they added one more episode. They added the new like Tiger a, King episode. Yeah, it was like a recap. Basically, this producer gotta, interviewed some people. We gotta go, man. I already watched it. I already watched it, man. Tell me they went down there, the Oklahoma, and, no, they, it, and they recorded another mm, Tiger King. No, during the virus, they did it remotely. Oh, okay. Yeah, they skyped him over there. Or did something. they talk to Carol Baskin finally? Nope, they didn't talk to her, man. Okay. They talk to other people that are making lots of money off this series now. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the uh, they asked the libertarian guy, obviously, about the suicide, and he said that, you know, as soon as it happened, he saw his eyes get real wide, and he was real surprised. And I was like, I asked Stephanie, I was like, well, hang on. I thought he was like, how did that happen? He's dead. He's, she was like, well, you don't necessarily die right away. Yeah. Could you imagine? You're, you're joking, and you're saying, oh, with a clip, which is a magazine anyway, oh, you know, Ruger's on fire when the clip's out. Boom. And then, like, you're shocked that yeah. the gun went off, and then you die. You want to check that in the manual for your gun before you, you test that live, yeah. honestly. You should never, ever most, do it anyway. Most guns, if there's if there's a bullet in the chamber, most of them, I would say, will still fire. Well, you should treat them know. as if they all will fire. Let's, let's just act as if they'll fire. Yes. We'll just know that. Number one thing in gun safety is uh, there's never a safe there's never a safe place to point a gun. You don't point it at not point it at yourself or someone else is one of the right. first rules. Never. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's if you think it's unloaded or if it's not unloaded or anything like that. Yeah. The point of a gun is to kill things. It's, that's it's what it does. That's what it does. Yeah. That's what it was designed to do. It's a tool. Well. So. Now uh, that we got that out of the way, I'm glad that we <laughs> were able to discuss that. That wasn't in the show notes, but very important for sure. Anyway, I was going over the COVID watch. That's yeah. how we were talking about death. Ah, well, I got that's you. That's how yeah. we got there. Yeah. But anyway, um, so running about 5%, and we've got some interesting things to talk about. Uh, we are the number one tested nation, 5.56 million tests now, and Trump Ooh. is very proud of that. Um, and so <laughs> the good news is, as we mentioned before, over the summer, things should get a little bit better before we see a resurgence, possibly in the fall. Maybe, just maybe, and what's hilarious, if you go to World worldometers.info you'll see all these ads for these masks pop up <laughs> because all the state's plans are forcing you to wear a mask as you go out throughout these phases so um you guys check out all these new masks we had a, a good friend of ours who decided to buy a full head to head to neck mask which i thought was hilarious it only had the eye holes like this <laughs> if you're watching live on patreon and he wanted somebody to paint it for him which I thought was hilarious. So go out and get yourself one of them full-fledged masks, man, <laughs> and keep yourself safe out there. So, well, tell me about evil, greedy, rich people. Well, let me tell you what I saw here on this here uh, article. Well, this is from Bernie Sanders. Here's a tweet, and I read it, and I was like, okay, well, let's check this out. It's about billionaires. You know, uh, we'll check this out, see what it's got going on. So here's Bernie Sanders' tweet. $282 billion, and he put out all the zeros. How to do that. It's a big number. That's by how much America's billionaires increased their wealth in less than a month. 
while over 22 million lost their jobs to the government. He didn't say that. This system of unfeathered <laughs> greed is morally obscene. It's time to put working families first, not billionaires. So he cited this article from Business Insider, so I went ahead and pulled the article. And in the article, they cite this study called Billionaire Bonanza. Heavily, heavily slanted study, for sure. I mean, in the beginning of the study, they're talking opinions about whether or not billionaires should exist. In the study that they're talking about. That's not something that you do in a study, by the way. You, yeah, you just you, set out. You just find numbers in studies, and you present the numbers. And, and that's yeah. what you do. You don't present your opinions but anyway, well, the, this is the new science, though. Yeah. Like, so I have this hypothesis that billionaires shouldn't exist, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go out to prove my hypothesis. There that's you go. Not, that's not the way science works, by no. the way. No, you don't. You have a you have an idea, a hypothesis, and then you go out to see not whether it's right or wrong, but just to see how it shapes up as you start to study the data. Well, you that's typically it. aren't going to scientifically prove anything behind the word should. Like, should billionaires exist? You're not going to scientifically prove anything under the word should. Because they do. Yeah, it's it's can <laughs> yeah. or something. That's really all you're going to prove is yeah. can. That's it. So anyway, this study is called, it's America's billionaires have become even richer since Donald Trump became president. It's the case for all presidents, by the way. Billionaires became richer while Obama was president, while Bush was president, while Clinton was president. Typically, people who are really good at making money continue to be pretty good at making money. Yeah, no that's, matter what. That's kind of what they do. And, well, we'll talk about this here in a second. It says a lot about the country's record high wealth gap. Does it? Since president, this is from Business Insider. Since President Donald Trump took his seat in the Oval Office in 2017, the since the first time he sat down, America's billionaires have become 10.6% richer. Now, it's important that we look right now while the stock market's on an upswing and not when the market was crashing a couple months ago. We want to look while it's on an upswing True. At, at that time, yeah. not, not a couple months ago. That's according to the Left-Leaning Institute for Policy Studies' Billionaire Bonanza Report that analyzed wealth data from the Bloomberg Billionaire Index and Forbes Global Billionaires and 400 list since 1990. So the study pulls since 1990. Hmm. It found that the combined wealth of America's 565 billionaires in 2017 was $2.7 trillion, just enough to pay for right around a quarter of what Bernie wants to spend every single year. According to that year's Forbes Global Billionaires list, by 2020, the number of America's billionaires has increased to 614 and their collective wealth to $2.9 trillion, based mm. on Forbes' most recent list calculated on March 18th, 2020. All right, now this is important because Bernie said in the last month they increased their wealth by another $282 billion. Okay, so, that, so that's important. We want to keep that in mind. But by April 10th, According to the, to the Billionaire Bonanza Report's analysis of Forbes' daily net worth updates, the number of American billionaires had increased by another 15 people to 629, surging their overall net worth up to $3.2 trillion from $2.9 trillion, a gain that occurred over the course of 23 days during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, that's a gain just, that, just to say that properly, that is a gain that has occurred so far over the last month. That is not an official gain. That's just since that time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
I, I, I need to remind you all that remember so far in this market crash, uh, that Black Monday, we can call it, or, or whatever you want to call it, like Gray, Gray Monday was March 23rd. That's when the Dow hit 18.3, 18.4. So the Dow dropped all the way down from 29, 29.9 down to 18.4. So that was March 23rd. Now, what do you think all the rich people did when the Dow hit that bottom? No clue. Yeah. They probably sold everything. You think when they, they hit sold that everything? You think they bought more? <laughs> you think they saw the opportunity lurking there at the bottom of the market? You don't think, do you think, do you think Warren Buffett's bought stocks since everything went down? I'm pretty sure he did. There was a whole article about it, all yeah. the things he was buying. Now, what do you think is going to happen between when the market hits 18.4 and then goes all the way back up to 25? Like it did in the last couple like of weeks. Like it did in the last couple of weeks. Like it happened in the last 23 days. Probably the people who bought more stocks when the market was at a very, very low peak uh, probably made money when it when it resurged back up another, uh, what's 10% or so. I don't know what it came up. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's more It's more than a 10% surge actually from, yeah. from that point. So you can imagine that. Apparently, uh, let's see, increased by 15 people. There are probably 15 people that were making eight or nine hundred million dollars, or they were worth eight or nine hundred million dollars that probably bought a few stocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, when it hit the bottom there, and now they moved up into billionaire status. Well, and this is another important part. Like, they didn't say that those same, remember, on March 10th, they did the numbers and they said there were 614 billionaires. And then by April 10th, there were 629 billionaires. Now they didn't say that those 614 billion or those 614 billionaires all increased their worth by a lot. That's not what they said. They said they added more billionaires to the list. Now, isn't this important? Wouldn't it be important if you're going to talk about this and whether or not it is the same people that are increasing their wealth by a bunch, which, yes, I'm sure a lot, most of those billionaires probably found ways to increase their wealth. A lot of them probably lost money during that massive market crash, and then they dumped more money into the market when it hit that low. If I was able to pick that bottom, a lot of people that are billionaires were also able to pick that bottom. I literally said what the market was going to go down to. You don't think some of those people knew what the market was probably going to go down to? And you're not and a billionaire were, yet. And I'm not a billionaire yet, okay? I knew what the market was going to go down to, okay? So they probably did too. So they bought in. Now, this is important. If you increase the number of billionaires, like more people become billionaires, and then you add them to the list, then probably your total billionaire wealth is going to go up by a lot. Like Charlie said, a bunch of those people were probably worth $950 million. And they weren't being counted in the billionaire net wealth because they weren't billionaires. And then they increased their wealth to a billion, 1.5 or 1.1 billion, and they all got added into the billionaire list. And then all, what do you know? The total wealth of all the billionaires went up. So it, this is not. What you're saying is, if I have five apples, <laughs> and somebody, and if I get, if I pick up three more apples, I now have more apples than I did before. As I'm trying not to make stuff up, but that seems like it's correct. I don't know. I don't know. 
Oh, oh nice. Marisa, good point, too. Yeah, they were billionaires in January. They lost all the money in February, so they probably dropped off the list. And then they popped back up when the market went back up, and so they were added back to it. So that's right. They pro- That's a good call. Good, good point, Maurice. They probably dropped off the original list and then dro- and then got added back to it as the market was going back up. Like, how much money did Jeff Bezos lose? He lost about thirty billion dollars uh, when the market crashed. Now that's all recovered because we realized everyone's buying everything from Amazon. Right. So Amazon's worth has gone up during this time, but he lost about thirty billion uh, when the crash immediately happened. No one talked about that. No, no, it's weird. Just us. We're the only ones that talked about that. Because we pulled the specific date range that showed that Jeff Bezos lost $30 billion, and they ignored that. They talked about when it was going up beforehand. They ignored him losing $30 billion in the span of like 10 days. And then they've gotten back on it now because his wealth has started to go back up above that amount. Yeah. So that, that's what's happening. So let's go a little bit into this report that Bernie is pulling from and talk about a, a little bit of billionaire bonanza. Well, because you actually read the report. Yeah. You didn't just, you know, you just didn't retweet the headline. I read the report. I pulled graphs and all kinds of stuff from it. I pulled all, right. all kinds of numbers from it. So I pulled, I cherry picked the parts that I thought were important for us yeah. to talk about yeah. right now. Of course. So billionaires dominate our politics, culture, and economy. Now, this is a scientific study, by the way. Their wealth, as the report shows, has concentrated mightily over the last four decades. This is from the study. Even as the number of U.S. households with zero or negative net worth is increasing, and most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. Most of us. That's definitely what scientific studies, that's how the scientists or the economists in the studies talk most of the time. Yeah. The current pandemic is exposing our central economic and social reality. Economic equality has become America's pre-existing condition. Extreme wealth inequality. Extreme wealth. What did I say? Economic inequality. Okay, yeah. Extreme wealth inequality has become America's pre-existing condition. That's what's wrong with us. Apparently it should be covered. Yeah. Well... (laughs) True. I mean, why are we trying to discriminate against people with pre-existing conditions? <laughs> right. Here? I don't think that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think if you, yeah, if you're a part of the extreme wealth inequality, you should be able to go to the hospital. In this report, we show how billionaire wealth has grown astoundingly over the last, that's a very scientific term, over the last few decades. And for some pandemic profiteers, even, you know what, you shouldn't be able to buy anything from anyone during this. That's what I hear. You should yeah. be able to buy anything from anyone. Freeze everything. Freeze everything. Take all products off the shelves. That's what you need to do. That's what would make it better. You know, we stopped those evil toilet paper manufacturers from making profit. Yeah. Finally, we need to get the food manufacturers to stop making profit, too. All right. Even more dramatically since the COVID-19 crisis, even as billionaire tax obligations have plummeted. If this inequality isn't treated with both short- and long-term tax reforms and oversight, America's pre-existing condition of extreme inequality could overwhelm not only our economy, but our democracy itself. That's what's overwhelming the economy, by the way, is the fact that you could amass a massive amount of wealth if you provide value to enough people. That's what's wrong with the economy. Yes. We should stop that from happening. It's making people poor. We should make it where no one can provide that much value to other people's lives, and then we'd all be equal. That's what we need. As of April 15th, Jeff Bezos's fortune had they picked April 15th. Jeff Bezos's fortune had increased by an estimated 25 billion since January since January 1st, 2020. 
Now, I don't know why they didn't pick March 1st in this when his, when his net worth was down $20, $30 billion. This unprecedented wealth surge is larger than the gross domestic product of Honduras. Well, that's always my measure of, is whether or not people are making more than Honduras. Yeah. Between March 18th and April 10th, over 22 million people lost their jobs by force as the unemployment rate surged towards 15%. Over the same three weeks, U.S. billionaire wealth increased by $282 billion, an almost 10% gain. Now, what they neglect to mention when they first show you this, here's your 1990. Here's how much wealth all the billionaires had in 1990. $240 billion. That was the total wealth of all the billionaires in 1990. So they must have all been just barely billionaires at that time. Just barely, right? I don't even know how those 615 people had $240 billion between them, and they were all still billionaires. That doesn't seem to make any sense. By 2020, it had moved from $240 billion total net wealth to $2.947 trillion, and now it's at $3.2 trillion. Okay, now this, this, is, this is bad. We have to stop this. That's what we have to do. So here's the important part. Here's the important part when you look at those numbers. In 1990, do you know how many billionaires there were total? 66. 66 people were billionaires in the United States. And we look at what the total net wealth of all those 66 people were, and then we are comparing it to now in 2020. There are 600, and what did they say they increased the number to? 630 billionaires. So there are 10 times more billionaires. And guess what? The billionaire wealth is roughly 10 times what it was in 1990. Isn't that weird? It went from 240 billion to now 3 trillion. So it's a little bit over 10 times, maybe 11 times, something like that, is what it, is what it moved up during that time. While we also had 10 times more people become billionaires. You know, Thomas Sowell told a really funny story in a speech he was given one time. He said he had a, someone told him, someone told him that uh, every 20 minutes, every 20 minutes there's a man hit by a car in New York City. And his response was, well, he must get awfully tired of that. <laughs> and of course the joke was, it's not the same man. It's not the same person. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that get hit by cars in New York City. And on average, you could say that every 20 minutes, a man gets hit. A, a person gets hit by a car every 20 minutes. And so the ridiculous response would be, well, that person must get really tired of that. But the, of course, the point is, it's not the same person getting hit by the car. He should really watch out for those cars, man. He should watch out. The guy needs to learn his lesson. Every he's 20 gotta, minutes. He's got to be in a wheelchair by now. By the way, there's no possible way. He needs to stay indoors, quarantine, yeah. honestly, lock down this guy mm -hmm. for sure. Now, the point there is it's not the same person. It's different people. Wouldn't this matter when we're talking about people who are billionaires as well? Are they the same 66 people in 1990 that increased their wealth from $240 billion to $3 trillion? Or did a whole bunch of new people become billionaires during that time? The answer is a bunch of new people became billionaires. That's the answer. Some of those 66 people, some of them lost their wealth. And some of them, yeah, were, were your, tip, your Gates, 
and and some of the, the you know your typical billionaire Warren Buffett and all the billionaires Julia Louis Dreyfus I was like pointing out that she's a billionaire by the way her dad had a massive oil company left it to her mm-hmm. she's worth a little over three billion dollars and uh, so the important part is what are you measuring and what point are you going to try to make from that if it's the same people these same sixty six people and they increase their wealth to three trillion. Well, maybe there's something wrong with that, where those same people have held the only billionaire status and they've increased their wealth by 10 or 11 times. But what about living in a country where the number of people who are billionaires increased by 10 times over that span? Isn't that a good thing? Isn't that what you want? Wouldn't that be what you want is to have a country where this is possible? That's, that's what I would want is to have a country where it's possible to become a billionaire. This definitely shows that it is possible. You got to ask what the alternative to that. And then you also have to ask, what was a billion dollars in 1990 versus what a billion dollars is in 2020? It's still a whole lot of money. But as we have more and more money in our pie and we keep injecting trillions of dollars and we keep the, the dollars that are in circulation keep rising the whole time, it will become easier and easier to become a billionaire. It's, it's become easier and easier to become a millionaire. This is over a thousand people every single day become it's a millionaire. Two thousand. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a couple thousand every single day become a millionaire for the first time. Now that's pretty important. But as time goes on and there's more and more money in the economy, becoming a millionaire is going to be easier and easier. Even Bernie could do it. Even Bernie became a millionaire. <laughs> Okay, it took them a long time of demonizing millionaires to become a millionaire, finally. Yeah, eventually you can have three houses too. It eventually paid off. (laughs) All you got to do is write a best-selling book about how people shouldn't be millionaires, and you can become a millionaire. (laughs) It's an amazing strategy. So I went went and looked at Amazon stock for everyone, and and I, I just went ahead and figured out why they picked these points. So on January 1st, Amazon stock opened around 1850. It was like 1869. Okay, and that went all the way up right before the crash happened. It was at, sitting at like 2180, something like that. And that happened uh, February 20th. And since then, it crashed all the way down to a low of 1626. Now, that's almost, uh, that's about $250, $260 a share that Jeff Bezos lost, which ended up being about $30 billion or so. Um, and since then, the new high of the stock... They did this April 15th. Oh, and the reason why they did that is because April 15th it made a new high of 2461, which is about $200 a share. I'm sorry, no, it's more than that. It's about $600 a share. $600 a share. So, the reason why they picked those those points, pretty easy to see why they would pick those points to put them on the article to be like, "Oh, well, we're not going to talk about Jeff Bezos losing probably it was losing about 15 billion." During the crash, we'll talk about how he made a resurgence. And since January 1st, we'll talk about how he's made $25 billion. All in stock from Amazon, by the way. It's not like he's taking it from people. He's not, he's not running around stealing from these poor people who have COVID-19. He's not going to a lot of hospitals and being like, well, you're on a ventilator. I'm going to take your money. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing that. No, you, he's just he's just delivering more packages. You want to stop Jeff Bezos from amassing a massive amount of wealth? Stop buying things from Amazon. Yeah. There, Easy he, enough. he has not forcefully taken any money from anyone. 
we all find Amazon to be very valuable, especially right now. Thank God Jeff Bezos created Amazon during so we could have it during this pandemic. Now, do you think some rich people bought this low down here at 1626? I would say that's possible. And then it came all the way up to 2461. It's possible, yeah. Huh. It is possible, yeah. That's eight that's an $800 gain. Uh it's a pretty expensive stock, but it, still, I mean, it's almost like people realized that during a pandemic where everyone was going to be forced to stay at home that they should buy stock in Amazon. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like that could be what they're talking about. We can keep going. We've talked about in depth Jeff Bezos's wealth. I mean, Amazon's total profit over all time. I don't know what they're going to make this year or what the official number was last year, but their total net profit since they started, something like $50, $60 billion total is what they've made. Now, Jeff Bezos is worth $130 billion, something like that. Do you think that there is any possible way that Jeff Bezos skimmed $130 billion off of a total net profit of 50 or $60 billion. Tell in me how two, he did that. In 2019, they had a net income of $11.59 billion. Now, they had a revenue, they had a gross revenue of $280.5 billion, and they literally profited uh, less than 10%. What is that? 10% would have been $28 billion, so half of that, less than 5%. Less than 5%. Actual profit. Yeah, the average profit for a Fortune 500 company is 8%. People think that they make an insane amount of profit on everything. They made about 4%. They have very low profit margins on everything. The only reason Jeff Bezos' net wealth has gone up is because all of his net wealth is in his ownership of Amazon. And ask yourself why Amazon's stock price would be going up right now and whether whether or not that makes sense. And that's it. That's why he's made the money. And if Amazon all of a sudden gets a massive competitor and someone takes them out or people stop using Amazon because they're sick of Jeff Bezos having wealth, his wealth will disappear. It'll decrease by $100 billion if everyone decides to do that, literally. So it's not as if he's just got this control over everyone and he's taking money forcefully. We're all pretty happy that Amazon exists right now. It's a pretty good resource to have. And look, if you were listening to us... You, what we've been telling you the whole time is pay attention, pay attention to what's going on. Take advantage of the opportunities you see happening, you know, in the middle of recessions and pandemic and crisis, there's those that panic and those who see opportunity and you've could have, you could have taken the same opportunity. Now, maybe you went from, you know, a thousand error to a multiple thousand error and that's great. Um, or maybe you went from a couple hundred thousand error to a millionaire. That, that's awesome. I mean, there, there are advantages everywhere never let a good crisis go to waste yeah, because, well, <laughs> <Just don't. laughs> that's true it's true though there's opportunity lurks where panic ensues and so just because just because other people aren't taking those same advantages doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the people that are you know it's it's your job and your responsibility to pay attention to these types of things and more than likely why well, i'm not even gonna say more than likely what happened is they cherry pick the data to try to make you hate the rich even more, except for those that are millionaires. Now we're only hating billionaires because (laughs) you know, Bernie's a millionaire now, so we can't hate on the millionaires, 
because they're doing all right. They're middle-class American. They're just middle-class. Yeah, Yeah. they're just a hard-working people now. Um, But they're cherry-picking the data, and they're trying to make you feel bad um, that rich people are getting super rich and you're stuck you know, not taking of oppor- not taking advantage of opportunities, and they're getting all the money, and you're not getting any. And it's like, look, we talk about personal responsibility more than anything on the show because that's what actually leads to a meaningful life, and then that's actually what leads to uh, a successful and prosperous life is you taking personal responsibility, pursuing meaning, pay attention, paying paying attention to opportunity, and taking advantage of it when you see it. And you know, we we have all these resources. For y'all, not only the show that we do, but there's all kinds of resources, especially with mastermytrades.com. You guys can learn. We're not telling you what to take. We're not saying, hey, this is going to happen for sure and you should buy this stock. That We can't do that. We're saying, hey, if you start to learn how to read these types of things, you can make better informed decisions for yourself. Yeah. And that's that's how you do it. And I mean, Nate, two weeks before it happened, literally pick the point. That the Dow would the bounce now you were off by about 180 points. Something Nate. like that. I know. I mean, come on. That's too bad. You gotta step up your game a little bit. I'm sorry. But I should have zoomed in just a little bit. <laughs> you can I lost my zoom. You can notice these types of things happening. It, it's all about increasing your wealth of knowledge so that when opportunity does lurk, you're the one that can take advantage of it. I know Stapleton talked about this from the last recession back in 2008, 2009. You know, the same exact thing happened 10 years ago. Folks. Gar darn, <laughs> you know, it's, I guarantee the same thing is going to happen about 10 years from now. Guard on it. We're going to, re, you know, we're going to recover a little bit. We're going to inject some more fake money. And then 10 years from now, we'll hit some other recession. It'll be a virus or it'll be a terrorist attack or it'll be something. Just the collapse of it'll the dollar be, yeah. eventually. Yeah, it'll be something. Russia will, will invade China. China will attack U.S. soldiers in, in the China Sea. Something's going to happen. And all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> And then what, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be looking for the sign because you know, because you will better understand how to read these types of things. And you're like, oh, I've seen this before. You know, one of my favorite, my one of my favorite speeches of all time is to give me liberty, give me death. Not because of that specific line, although I do like it. But Patrick Henry said, and I say this all the time, I know no way of judging the future, but by the past. Like you can say, look, I've, and this is the good thing about trading. I've seen this pattern before. I've seen this pattern before. I've seen this pattern before. I've seen this play out in history. What typically happens? Because human emotions generally follow uh, a trend. They generally follow a pattern. And as you start to figure these patterns out, you too can take advantage of those. Don't be one of the person, one of the people in the corner crying. I can't believe how these people are getting rich and I don't know what to do. (laughs) Figure it out. They figured it out. And, and I'm, you know, don't say I, you can't say I didn't tell you so. That's what I'm going to say from now on. You can't say I didn't tell you so, man. Told you so, man. These tell, colors run red. <laughs> tell me about, uh, tell me about hospitals making, uh, making more well, money off of COVID patients. Real well, quick. look, we talk about incentive all the time. Yeah. And, uh, first of all, we don't have a free market healthcare system. So get that out your brain real quick. But I wonder, you know, we talked about how many deaths COVID 19 has come up to we also talked about new york adding three or four thousand deaths just like hey wow we think they might have had it they didn't test positive but we're just gonna say they had it yeah and i wonder why this is a fact check from the usa today fact check hospitals get paid more if patients listed as covid19 on ventilators hmm 
Senator Scott Jensen from Minnesota, a physician in Minnesota, was interviewed by the Ingram Angle host, Laura Ingram, on April 8th on Fox News and claimed hospitals get paid more if Medicare patients are listed as having COVID-19 and get three times as much money if they need a ventilator. The claim was published April 9th by The Spectator, a conservative publication. World Net Daily shared it April 10th, and according to Snopes, a related meme was shared on social media in mid-April. Jensen took it to his own Facebook page April 15th, saying in part, quote, How can anyone not believe that increasing the number of COVID-19 deaths may create an avenue for states to receive a larger portion of federal dollars? Already, some states are complaining that they are not getting enough of the CARES Act dollars, because they are having significantly more proportional COVID-19 deaths. Jensen said, Hospital administrators might as well want to see COVID-19 attached to a discharge summary or a death certificate. Why? Because it's a straightforward garden-variety pneumonia that a person is admitted to the hospital for. If they're Medicare, typically the diagnosis-related group lump sum payment would be $5,000. Now, we told you how this all works, okay? There are... Because we really understand the billing side of healthcare. This is one of the companies that we run. We do software coding for the billing side of healthcare. And how do hospitals get paid? Well, somebody presents with symptoms to a hospital. What they have to do through charting and different types of things is that there's a standard government list of codes. Okay, you get an, you get an admitting code, you get a diagnosis code. Get all these codes. The main thing that they pay off is what's called a DRG code. It's basically your diagnosis and your stay code, okay? So um, so a typical payment for a Medicare patient, which by the way, Medicare drives everything private insurance does, okay? If what Medicare gets away with, they get away with. So they say, hey, for this pneumonia where a patient's on a vent, just regular old pneumonia, patient's on a vent, that's the DRG, we're gonna pay you five grand for it. And that's just what they do. It doesn't matter how long the patient stayed. It doesn't matter how long they've been on a ventilator. It doesn't matter what other, what what else happened. That's the DRG. That's what they're going to pay. It really doesn't matter how long they stay because they have something called the geometric length of stay that they've calculated how long you should need to stay for this. Yeah. And if you stay a couple of days extra, something else is going on. Well, it doesn't matter. They've got the geometric length of stay. This is how much we pay out. Here's your 5000 for that specific code. doesn't matter what else happens. This is what you get. This is your payout. doesn't matter if the hospital tries to bill Medicare a million dollars. They're going to be like, <laughs> denied. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to send you five. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Okay. Now, but if it's a COVID-19 pneumonia, thanks to our government, then it's $13,000. And if it's COVID-19 pneumonia, patient ends up on a ventilator, it goes up to $39,000. Now, Woo. if I have a patient on pneumonia, like in New York, you know, if I had three or 4,000 patients that had pneumonia and they had to be on a ventilator and, you know, they, they ended up dying and they didn't test positive for COVID-19, but they had all the other symptoms, well, I'm going to go ahead and list them as COVID-19 because you're talking about an increase of $24,000 difference. $24,000 difference Yeah. per patient. Now, times 24,000 times 4,000. That's about how a many lot. they added. A lot. Right? What is yeah. that? I don't know. 24 times 4 would be... Well, it's 6 times more. But Oh, you're saying 24 times 4. I got you. Oh, well, 24 times 4, then add all the zeros. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it would be 96-something. 96. Probably $96 million. Yeah. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. 
Three Car- and three, so that's ninety six million. Carry the billion, so around ninety six million dollars. It's an extra yeah. almost hundred million dollars. Yeah, that the hospitals received in New York. Now, what's important to remember is that the hospitals are they're losing money during this time. Oh, there's um, an article that came out about the, all these rural hosp- rural hospitals. I can't say that word hardly r- ever. Rural, rural. That's a dumb word. Yeah, yeah. we don't. We the non-urban. Ban, we should ban that word. Yeah. The honestly. opposite of urban yeah. hospitals, yeah. like the small towns. They're losing money. They're, they're going out of business. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're going bankrupt. Yeah, because they they're not allowed to do anything, and they're in these small towns where there's no outbreak really. You know, you're looking at like you know, think about Montana and North Dakota and all these places where there's hardly any COVID nineteen cases whatsoever, and these hospitals can't do any elective surgeries. They can't do anything. They're they're going bankrupt. Literally. Well, because those are the only things that you make money off of. What people don't realize is that these big expensive things, you know, when you get uh, when you get a hundred thousand dollar bill for something crazy happened and you stayed in the hospital for a long time. Generally, the hospital doesn't make any money off of that. They they truly don't. And I'm not making that up. Uh, my other half literally crunches those numbers for a living. I'm telling you, they don't make money off of that. What they make money off of are those quick pop elective surgeries, maybe a quick surgery. Someone comes in, everything goes perfectly. Maybe there's some type of emergency, something like that. They can make money off of that. Something very complicated and drawn out, they don't make money off of it. And they haven't been able to do the elective things. And now they've got this incentive. And their incentive is if we've got someone with pneumonia, which is very common, by the way. Pneumonia was already like in the top five causes of death daily for people before COVID-19 popped up. And now you've got this incentive for if someone has pneumonia, if you attach the word COVID to it, you get not a payout of $5,000, you can get up to a payout of $30,000 off of it, or however however much it is. $39,000. So I'm not saying that this is all they're doing. I'm not saying this is exactly what's happening. It would be highly illegal if they are doing that, uh, if they are... Fudging some of their numbers. Uh, well, companies Lacey gets, did let me know about that. That it would be companies get slapped for Medicare fraud all the time. But the problem is they're knowingly saying that people have COVID. That they are upfront saying they have not tested to see if they have COVID. They're allowing you to have a diagnosis, a diagnosis of COVID, without presenting a positive test for COVID. And so the, this law is tilted towards that direction of well, does it fit all the symptoms? Yeah, you're right. This is probably COVID. Put it down. And that's what you can do. But here's the other thing, though. These hospitals, and I wouldn't blame them, they could actually argue that the CDC messed up the tests. Yeah, they and weren't they able were, to test. They were actually sending out tests with COVID in them already. Like COVID <laughs> was, they sent out tests with the virus in the test. Yeah. Which is totally wrong. And then they were, they, it was like a 5 or 10% negative, well, false negative Depending rate. on what test it was, I, I heard on Friday, one of the tests has a 30% false negative rate. Wow. So and and also on the other side, thirty percent false positive. Very, I mean, it's very inaccurate yeah. test overall. Go get tested and still be confused. Yeah, you still won't. <laughs> you still won't know. You, you're still just not going to know. So the hospitals know this. The government knows this. And there's a lot of room for fraud in this system right now. And since they're not able to have patients for any other reason, almost there's going to be a lot of incentive for a lot of fraud inside of this new system where all yeah. you got to do is attach COVID to something. And then that's going to increase the amount of people who we say are dying from COVID. That's going to have all kinds of economic ramifications on top of that. It's just a bad incentive structure that's been set up. 
You know what I do like? You know what's good? And we, we'll probably we'll have to end the episode after this because i got to go pick out my stones. Uh, we got to end the episode <laughs> after this. But our close to our hometown, now we lived really close to here for a while. I lived in Heron, Illinois. Energy is basically part of Heron. I mean, it's basically a speed trap that's been set up inside of Heron. By the way, that's where I first moved to. Your very first place, huh? Yeah. Energy. When I, when I, well, Heron. Oh, Heron. Yeah. yeah. It's basically, it is the speed trap for Heron. Yeah. <laughs> Energy is literally a change in speed zones inside of Heron, Illinois, where yeah. they can write tickets to you. That That's pretty much what it is. So listen to this, listen to this little release that went out to the people of Energy, Illinois. This is coming from Illinois, but guys, downstate Illinois, actually outside of Chicago, Illinois, very conservative state, very conservative, except mm-hmm. for Chicago. That That's really what you're dealing with. Listen to this, an open letter to the citizens and businesses of the Village of Energy. Concerning the ever-changing influx of rules and mandates surrounded the, surrounding the COVID-19 event, many of which are confusing and contradictory, the Village of Energy hereby makes the following statement. With a long-held belief in the rule of law and order and an obligation to preserve the peace and protect the lives and property of the people. We are also honor-bound to protect the people we serve from tyranny and government overreach in pursuit of these goals. The Village of Energy Illinois, and by proxy the Village's departments and agents, hold no interest in any enforcement activities concerning any rules, regulations, declarations, or proclamations that are morally or technically in violation of the provisions of the Constitution of the United States Constitution or the Constitution of the State of Illinois. Bam! Signed, Sean Ladd, Chief of Police. I literally got chills while I was reading that. Mm. I got chills running down my arms. Let me just say the last part once again. Uh... This, uh, the, village, the Village of Energy and its proxies, its agents, hold no interest in any enforcement activities concerning rules, regulations, declarations, or proclamations that are morally or technically in violation of the provisions of the United States Constitution or the Constitution of the State of Illinois. Nullification. Sign right it. there. Signed it. Right there. Right sent it out to the town. This guy must be, he must be listening to this show. I think this is his favorite show. Welcome, Sean. I, I'm pretty sure. We should have him on the show, actually. We should. We should We should get him on the phone. We'll, get, we'll see if we can get this guy on the phone this week. This is amazing uh, because, listen, this is why we talk about the local level. It's very important. You can have whatever tyranny happening at the upper levels. If your local police refuse to uphold tyrannical laws, things that go against the Constitution, listen, listen, their oath is to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America and the Constitution of the state of Illinois against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And what's amazing is seeing someone inside of a local police department saying, we're, we're, we literally, we hold no interest in any enforcement activities. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in enforcing any of these unconstitutional rules whatsoever. That's what you need, guys. You want to talk to your local sheriffs, your local police departments, your county cops, all those people down at the local level. Listen, you know what this is? This is a, uh, well, we saw it with the, uh, with the Second Amendment sanctuary in Virginia. This is a I'm allowed to go out of my house sanctuary that's popping up in, in, in the town of Energy, Illinois. Uh-huh. This is a freedom, a, a freedom sanctuary popping up in Illinois. 
it's pretty crazy that we'd have to have a sanctuary city for people who want to leave their houses and go to businesses and things like that. But that's what's going to have to pop up. We're going to have to have travel, travel sanctuaries, freedom, liberty sanctuaries around. And you can literally create your own. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is a libertarian community, okay? They're, they they probably do all sorts of stuff that we disagree with all the time. But on this one thing, this is what you want to model after, is creating little liberty sanctuaries all around you. And then eventually that expanding out to your to the next level up of government and the next level up of government. Until because the, maybe, higher, the higher you get, they don't have the agents to enforce what they want to enforce. No, the state of Illinois they, is not going to send people down to Energy Illinois to enforce this. Right. It's up to the local cops to enforce this. That's that's what they count on. Yeah. They count on the lo- locals to work with them. All the time you see federal agents or state agents, they have to get local police involved because, well, one, they don't know the area, and two, they don't have the manpower. They don't have the manpower to fight this type of stuff off. They have to rely on the local people, and when you have your local people saying things like this, well, man, you're winning, man. Sean Ladd, need to give this guy a ring. Yeah, we need to see if he wants to come on the show sometime and talk about this. Guys, that's going to wrap up the episode. One thing that I've loved watching over the last week, go and tell you guys, is Waco on Netflix. It was originally on the Paramount Network. Uh, Netflix just picked it up. Really good series. Charlie, if you have not watched it, this is a libertarian dream to watch this. Now, Mm. listen, the people in Waco, were they crazy? I don't care. What I do care about is whether or not they were doing anything to harm anyone and whether or not the ATF just showed up and killed 80 people for no reason whatsoever. Literally surrounded the place with tanks and ended up, a bunch of the people ended up burning alive inside of their compound. Mm-hmm. All because, all because mainly it was the ATF, they were converting semi-automatic weapons over to automatic weapons, which was illegal in Texas unless you got a $25 permit to be able to do it. And they did not get the permit and they ended up getting, 80 of them ended up getting killed by the ATF. So pretty crazy, and I was surprised that there's a TV show taking this this side. They could have done a TV show making them far right-wing extremists, just crazy people, and they had to go in and shut these people down. That is not what they, this is not what they did in this TV show. You're very sympathetic to, sure, they believe whatever they believe, and, and you don't have to believe that. Who cares? But they're very sympathetic towards the people who were holed up in this compound during this 51-day standoff when this whole Waco thing happened back in 1993, I think, is when this happened. So I would highly recommend watching that if you guys have not watched it. Charlie, you will. I might watch it tonight. You're going to love it more than what you even think you're going to right now. It is straight-up libertarian wet dream. I'm telling you that right now. Have you watched Braveheart? No. No, I'm not going to do that. Son of! No. I don't care about Scotland. I just don't. I'm here for America. Tell it to okay? the English. I'm just tell I'm it to just, the English. Man, I don't care about your English. Okay, I'm here to I'm here to learn about America, and I'm learning about what happened down there in Waco, Texas. Would you trade all those days? <laughs> okay, From this day till your last. No, it's a good show. It's only six <laughs> episodes. Check it out. Uh, go go watch it. And uh, a new show to not watch on Apple would be Defending Jacob. You know what they? You know what Apple's doing? They're taking a crappy movie that they made. And then they're splitting it up into a few episodes and calling it like an epic miniseries event. That's that's what they did. Mm. Someone made a crappy movie, and then they cut it into three or four sections, and then they're releasing it as a TV show. What's it called? Uh, Defending Jacob. Okay. It's got Chris Evans in it, who would be most known for being uh, Captain America. That's that's who that would be. 
And he basically just walks around looking perfect all the time with the perfect amount of makeup and just like crazy, like <laughs> crazy, great faces everywhere. Terrible yeah, actor. Like great faces. Really bad. Mickey. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's real bad. And uh, listen, maybe you'll like the show. I hated it. So watch with extreme caution. Uh, I would rather watch Waco a second time, which is what I'm doing right now. So Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm doing that. And, uh, yeah, those are my recommendations on TV. I just binge-watched The Killing with my wife. The, the I don't know if you've seen that show. It's got oh. four seasons, and we watched the whole thing in the last week or so. I couldn't stop watching it. It was so good. It's on Netflix? That's on Netflix. Uh, nah, we watched that on Hulu. I don't know if that's on Netflix. Okay. It's called it's The Killing? The Killing. Good stuff. Real okay. good stuff. All right, that's all my TV recommendations I got for you guys. It's We're in quarantine. That's a, that's a new Monday thing. We're in quarantine. Okay? <laughs> yeah. These are things to check out if yeah. you have time. If you got the time all the while you're back testing and just, I'm literally working on the website and back testing uh, trading ideas the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well guys, if you want to support the show, you can do that two ways. Really. Um, the first way, which is our favorite way is send us a few, a few bucks. Five is what we're asking for on patreon.com. As Nate mentioned, we got a few new patrons over the weekend, which is very nice. I'm glad you guys are all joining us for the live. Hope you, hopefully you guys are jumping on watching this. Because Nate was making some Hollywood faces there, let me tell you. You want to get online and see Nate making those Hollywood faces live, so do that. Patreon.com slash GoodMorningLiberty. Join us on the on the chat. We have all kinds of fun conversations going on, so make sure you guys do that. That's Patreon.com slash GoodMorningLiberty. And then as we mentioned several times throughout the show, uh, MasterMyTrades.com, revamping that website and all kinds of cool things going on there. So you guys want to check that out and, and make sure you're paying attention and see how you can educate yourself to find these opportunities that we talk about. Don't, don't sit back and hate the rich, figure out how to become the rich. If that's what you want, you know, if that's, if that's a measure of success in your life that you want, which it is for me, because I believe being rich affords you the most amount of Liberty possible, you know, in the middle, you know what the, you know, it's not banned right now, private airplanes. <laughs> if you had a private jet, you could call up your pilots and be like, Hey, I want to go over here, man. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, man, I'll get the plane J-step for you. Or you just have your own compound where you can have a swimming pool yeah. and basketball cart and all have kinds your own of stuff camp, around baby. there. Just have your own camp where everyone can hang out. It's like a little small little small getaway town. It's like a resort yeah. that you got right there. Yeah. That's what the rich do, man. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it provides you more freedom. And so if that's one thing you want to do, well, you have to figure out how they got there. How did they get there? And you do... You could just, it's not, it's not figuring out anything new. You just kind of model what they've been doing. And that's a, that's a genius way of doing it. So anyway, there's one way you can do that by going to mastermytrades.com. And I'm not guaranteeing any income or anything like that. All I'm saying is you could figure out, uh, you can start to learn the patterns and you could say, oh man, I've seen this pattern before. Maybe I'll take this opportunity right now. And then you can, you can do what they're doing. I'm not saying you're doing what we're doing. You're just doing what they're doing. And mastermytrades.com, go check it out. And a free way to support the show, which you guys have been doing, it's been awesome, is sharing the show with a friend or a communist uncle, especially during this pandemic. There's nothing else that people need to learn besides freedom, liberty, pursuit of meaning, life, all of that. We're against death here at this show, so you just tell people, hey, do you want to listen to a show that's against death? Because this is the greatest show against death I've ever heard. And then you just send them to the Good Morning Liberty podcast, and we just talk about all things that are opposite of death. We talk about life. And so that's what you can do. So if you guys do all of that, and I mean all of it. Now you got one thing last. Oh, and watch Nate's recommendations on Netflix. Do all of that. 
And we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing.